Yeah, I caught it. All right, guys, uh, let's, let's take it in, I guess. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. I forget what it's called. Is it still Friday Therapy? It is. It's, it's been about a damn year since we recorded our last episode, and, you know, we're back on the same train of thought, I guess. It's that, uh, the music, you know? Um, anyway, th- you know how this goes. We're going to each go 10 to 1, so we're all going to do, say, our 10th album of the year, and then go to our 9th, and all the way to our top album of the year, and feel free to give a few words, a few sentences about each album that you have on your list. Uh, I think that we should start with Harry Hewen and go counterclockwise, is I think. Yeah, but a circle could be this way. Alright, well, we're kind of recording this at an unfortunate time, because the album of the year actually comes out in six hours, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the yay. Yeezy season. Um, no, I, mm, from what I've been hearing, I don't have that high hopes for that. But anyways, back to the subject at hand. Uh, I think I'm going to open my list at the 10 spot with Patience by Mick Jenkins. Um, I don't know, I, uh, I, I've always liked Mick a good bit. Um, and this, I thought, was actually one of his better releases in a while. The first four tracks, I think, especially, um, are strong. He's got more energy in his delivery than he's kind of known for. And Gibbs, Benita Butcher, and Jid all give some some great features. So, you know, it's nothing that's redefining the rap game, but was a pretty fun album uh, that, that uh, yeah, rounded out my list. Sweet. Yeah, I as, as a Mick Jenkins listener of the waters who I, I i did enjoy that a decent amount this was the first mick project in some time that i found to be not completely sleepy and definitely had some great features so i i appreciate the look there from a smudge <laughs> as for myself for my 10th spot we have blue and real bad men with bad news this is a this is a Edging out the, the oh, Billy Woods project. <laughs> Billy Woods is out, people. Billy, <laughs> but, Billy, Billy Woods is edging right now. <laughs> Billy, Woods, Billy Woods stands at Triple H, R-Y-M. Hey, I said my the regards. Other H? Yeah, the other age. <laughs> <laughs> but w- w- with this Blue Project, it's, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing you haven't heard before from Blue. It's just eight tracks. Some, some pretty good underground west coast hip-hop there's a, a pretty good planet asia and cl smooth appearance that uh in the in the end when comparing it with the billy woods and kenny siegel project maps which is the other the other contender vying for this this final spot on the list it was just a matter of which one's putting me to sleep more and that's definitely definitely billy although i, I will say babylon by bus is one of my favorite tracks of the year so that was actually pretty, 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 pretty sucks. solid, pretty sucks take for Billy Woods. So, but that, 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 that is why he's not 10 in blue is. Yeah, I got oh, mad spot. On. Oh shit. I forgot that we, uh, we didn't introduce the fourth <laughs> member of this oh, show. Oh shit. Uh, the the person that's about to share their thoughts on this is actually my brother Kai. Take it away, Kai. All right, um, I uh I gave Billy Woods a chance. I put him at number ten. To be fair, I listened to like fourteen albums this year, and like 
five of them were in the car right here. Um, <laughs> I, there it wasn't really high standards for ten. Um, it just had to be better than three Uto- other albums. Utopia had to be. Better. It had to be better than Utopia. It had to be better than. <laughs> That's the qualifier for tenth album. <laughs> and it still got beat, uh, bested by um, a movie soundtrack, as well. So. That's that's a little sneak peek into yeah. the uh, yeah spoiler to the upcoming spoilers, Spider Man. Uh, All right, okay. take it away. Yeah, take it I'll away. take it away. Um, so at my ten, I have an excellent record after the magic by Korean uh, shoegaze artist Paranul. Uh, I really loved the way that this album was put together. Uh, it's a great follow up to their previous record. I honestly. For the life of me, could not tell you what it's called, but it's the one with the smoke stack in the clouds. Beautiful album cover. This album cover, not so good, but I just loved the emotion and the just, it really is a magical record. Just the sound that they used for all the, the songs and just the, the sonic textures are, are so nice. Yeah, that's, that's all I got for, for 10. All right, we're back. Uh, if you guys are familiar with the, um, the, Sparkle water pod. Uh, we're having <laughs> we're we're having similar technical difficulties here. Uh, so basically, I think three or four hours have passed since uh, since, <laughs> since since number ten. Since number ten, and now we're ready to do number. We're emo- emotionally prepared to do number nine. So Harry, take it away. Oh right. Okay. So <laughs> Paranol was was Jan's number ten. Yeah. Right, so anyways, I'm kind of piggybacking off him here. Um, and he went after the magic. I'm going to go after the night by Paranol, which was the live album. He, they released um, uh, later in the year, um, which is a combination of uh, two of their albums, but included my favorite tracks from after the magic. Um, and just like, you know, just like his style, you know, just so loud, just so much noise in the music. You know, I felt was suited really well in the live setting i think his voice sounded really good really like the energy it's just a really fun record overall so coming in at the number nine spot one ahead of blue going from the underground to one of the most commercially successful releases of the year this is actually from december of last year we have scissors sos uh just the sophomore effort from SZA just has a, a lot of really good variety throughout, and it, it can be a bit bloated, but I think for the most part, she's throwing a lot of different vibes out there, and most of them are sticking, and it's just a fun listen through all the way. So that's what I got for number nine. Yeah, I fell asleep listening to this as an album. <laughs> um, coming in at my number nine is the creatively named Conductor Machine. It's Conway the Machine and Conductor's album. Um, once again, very low standards. I didn't really know what to put there, so I just put what I thought would work. Um, it was okay. I mean, like. Can you give me a track title for one of the songs on the album? No, sir. I know that there's a song called Higher on that album because uh, whenever I'm, I'm on Spotify and whatever I'm listening to runs out, that shit has been the one that Spotify always cues up for me and he sounds like ASAP Rocky on there. And I'm like, 
why, why is that happening? And it doesn't really work. So I do know that song because I have to listen to it too frequently and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it about 20 minutes before we arrived here and I said scary type beat and that's the only thing I remember about that song. <laughs> yeah, you listened to half of I listened, I listened, I skipped into like, <laughs> I skipped into all the songs and then I just started listening from there and then I, after 30 seconds I switched to the next one. Yeah, so something that's, that's pretty... <laughs> pretty novel about the the back half of Kai's list here is most of it was actually, you know, unearthed to him for the first time within the last several hours. I know we did have that three or four hour delay between numbers ten and nine, but uh, Kai was actually cooking to to discover some new music as well during this time. So uh, we we both actually gave the Billy Woods record a, a cursory listen. Uh, I spent about thirty total seconds on the album going through each song. And I think Kai may have spent a couple minutes, but. Uh, you know, we were really getting to some some deep shit here. I listened to the first like six songs all the way through, and then I realized every song is exactly the same. So I gave up. Real. You're talking about Billy Woods. Billy now, Woods. Right? There, yeah. there is one that has there is one that has Danny Brown on it, and that one definitely sounds different because Danny Brown's on it. And then hey, he said Danny Brown yeah, was yapping too much. Yeah, That's I did. <laughs> Y'all started laughing though at the lyrics. Yeah, that 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 is Danny Brown at his. It is his, most damning. Yeah, it's penguin best. And, uh, yeah, I, I I think we should probably just talk exclusively at length about this Billy Woods album because... It's okay. We're I'm really okay. I don't have anything that. to say shout about it. Conductor Machine. Yeah, I don't shout remember. out Conductor Machine. Shout out Conductor Machine. The only thing I remember <laughs> is the Conductor producer tag. Conductor, uh, conductor we have a problem. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to hear, I think. Yeah, I think that's like the best part of the album, though. Right? So true, Bessie. Yeah, that's, also, that's I, most of the albums that he releases. It's the best part. I can name uh, one song from the Billy Woods album, though. It's As the Crow Flies. I, want to start I like in- New York Tap Water off that one. Logan gave that a shout out earlier. I wanted to start including that in my vocabulary as the cr- uh, crow fi- uh Fuck. As the Crow Flies. Well, it's not sounds like you've got work to do. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, Jan, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you real quick. All right, number nine for me was... Uh, Balming Tiger's first ever record, uh, January Never Dies. And this is a, uh, a Korean hip-hop group. Uh, I, honestly, hip-hop is a little bit uh, of a, I guess, catch-all for the type of music that they release. Uh, to me, it was very similar to, if you can recall, back to 2021, uh, Mr. Genesis Owusu. Uh, I thought it was a ve- in a very similar vein to that project. Um, and honestly, I just liked the variety of, uh, of different sounds that they had on there. It was a little bit weak in the middle, uh, but the beginning and the ends of that record are absolute class. All right, and just kicking off the number eight spot here, uh, I went with uh, Midair uh, by Paris, Texas, which I think is... Newer rap group. Uh, this was the hold first. On, hold on, hold on. Can we get a shout out to uh, Paris Hollywood? No. No. Continue. <laughs> uh, at least I, I don't even know knowledge. what that is. Uh, you don't this is a. Hollywood, bro? I don't even know you what that means. It, this he's talking about some kid in his class. Bro, oh well, then I probably have been shown him before. But <laughs> uh, besides the point, we do have something else with Paris. Yeah, anyway. and and it's not who was there. <laughs> Number not this so time. yeah, a newer group at least to me. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of fun tracks on there. I really like the production. 
Um, let's see, 1037, the intro track, I really love. Uh, full English um, was a lot of fun. And, of course, um, D&D with Kenny Mason, which Logan and I saw a live rendition of in August. So, I, yeah, have some sentimental attachment to that. But anyways, yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout for uh, the rest of stuff Paris, Texas um, does. You know, they really caught me with this release, uh, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm not much for, for Paris, Texas's whole MO, but I, I do... I do appreciate the Kenny Mason track. It does go pretty hard. But uh, I also have another December 2022 release for my number eight spot. And that is Little Sims with No Thank You. Excellent UK hip hop project. And Little Slims. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going, Lori. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's funny. But. Yeah, so we have <laughs> an average track length of around five minutes here. It's 10 songs, 50 minutes. And the first seven are just top-notch. Some of the, the best stuff Sims has done. Inflow's really really drumming his heart out as well. There's like a lot Gorilla of, off yeah, that record. That, that, that is an excellent shout. Uh, Broken's probably my favorite track on, on that record. But there's a, there's a lot, of, lot of good tasteful orchestral flair. A lot of a lot of good heartfelt personal Sims bars, but then we get to the last couple tracks on the on the record, and it isn't quite up to snuff. So uh, that's why it does sit at number eight. But for the first thirty-seven or so minutes, it's top shelf. Yeah, I never listened to that album. Um, <laughs> sounds like I should though. Um, coming in at my number eight is "That Feels Good" by Jesse Ware. It's not that it's a bad album because it's at number eight. It's not. It's at number eight. Trusting the top ten list album, it's not a bad album. I mean, okay, listen, listen. The first two songs, like first two albums, like it, it could have been anything, man. Just music that was really. <laughs> that was the criteria. Cardi dropped an album. No, no. He released music. He invented music. music. Oh, he invented boy. music. Yeah, Cardi's dropping soon. I'm excited. Huh? Yeah, he's been dropping soon for the past two and a half years. <laughs> Alright, proceed. You a microphone? What's up? I can't hear you if your microphone's not like right here, by the way. It's okay. I know, it's not my segment. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's like <laughs> we're having a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> um Uh That Feels Good by Jesse Ware was my number eight. I think I already said that. But like good album. I don't I don't think I'd sit down and listen to it like I would with some other albums on this yeah, list. You gotta dance to that one, right? Yeah, that's right, buddy. <laughs> you All gotta right, stand buddy. right up. Get, get up on your feet. I'll consider it. Um, I honestly, I just put the rest of them in a random order. Uh, we'll see which ones I have though. <laughs> I'm passing it to Yon. Okay. Number eight, I have Talket wa Oda Yakana by Ayano Kaneko. Um, this is a great. I don't even know exactly how to describe it uh, in a genre sort of lens. I guess it's some sort of like mix between jazz, rock, and pop. It's just a very interesting sound uh, that I really enjoyed. I really liked her voice on all, most of the songs, and I really liked the jangly guitars in the back. It's just a very consistent record through and through, uh, and you're just sitting there smiling through every second of it. it not much more to say about that. 
All right, for number seven, uh, I feel like I'm kind of cheating on this one, but I mean, it just, it is what it is. I'm doing the uh, Call Me If You Get Lost, The Estate Sale by Tyler, the Creator, which is just six tracks um, added on to Call Me If You Get Lost, but I think I liked all six, you know, so it's like. With that kind of hit rate, it's hard to say no. It's definitely one of the things I listen to the most. Actual Kamigo right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Stuntman was really fun. Wharf Talk, I really love. Good to see Rocky back in there. Um, uh, also, like, Dogtooth a lot. Like, yeah, Tyler, as I said, didn't miss on this, uh, per usual. Um, Hoping we can get another full release next year, but th this tied me over um, on the Tyler Creator, the front for uh, for 2023. And uh, I appreciate the, the Rocky shout because it seems like Rocky's had a, you know, a bit of a busy busy run here with the conductor <laughs> yeah. machine feature sneaking and into the back yeah, door. He's released two he, whole songs. He's released two whole verses this year, <laughs> one of which he didn't even on the song, so. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's pretty good that Harry uh, carved out you know a special spot number seven on his list on the albums of the year for a non-album, and I just I just want to I just want to congratulate Harry. I want to commend him for pushing the envelope, and just like just Tyler as Kai has done before him, exactly. a, a true pioneer of, of 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 the art form. So, as, as for me, I'm also taking a page out of Harry's book because is it an album? Is it an EP? Does it matter? Do we even know? It's Boldy James <laughs> with Prisoner of Circumstance. Seven tracks, 21 minutes. Uh, Wait, okay. I have to interrupt you for a second here. How many records did Boldy release this year? Was it... Was it I, I remember he was on track for like... 200 or something <laughs> a few weeks into january but i feel like he must have fallen off a, a bit <laughs> way down i think yeah, yeah so uh, essentially we we like to keep it pretty boldy over here so i, I like to be fed pretty pretty frequently as, as a boldy the boldy drop watcher you know and we're usually used to you know once a month maybe once every other month if you know we're really getting down to it here for for mr james and something that that we noticed here after this prolific 2022 i think we had seven or eight maybe even 10 projects released by boldy uh things came to a screeching halt in the start of 2023 when he actually was involved in a serious car accident and was paralyzed from the neck down however Undeterred, he still dropped several projects this year, <laughs> and there's the the <laughs> these were all recorded before he was paralyzed. But his first album in the neck brace has had one single drop two weeks ago, another one just dropped a couple days ago, and it's slated for release January 24th of next year. And by golly, I, I think it's tracking to be Boldy's best effort yet. And this is this is the <laughs> neck brace. So this this is actually, you know, for for when we do this show again at this time next year, inevitably our, our next edition of this podcast, I would look for that 
boldy record to be somewhere in my top five. I, I think it'll be there, but we can only work with what little boldy gave us this year. And for me, the best of that batch by far was Prisoner of Circumstance. Uh, just seven tracks, a lot of really good classic soul chops, and really boldy was just on his on his A game in terms of his pen. And I think every single track is really good. Something that's funny about this album, I'll give you two things that are funny about it. This one dropped, I think, like two days after he was in the car wreck. So everyone was just assuming that he somehow was like, actually had recorded an album in the ICU, which turned out not to be true. And uh, this album was actually a collab with a producer from Nova Scotia by the name of Chan Hayes. And what's really funny about this album is the cover of the album, it says Boldy James and Chan Hayes. And you have underneath this lettering, you have, there's a park bench and there are two individuals sitting on this park bench. Boldy's under his name. And there's like some six-year-old kid underneath Chan Hayes' name. <laughs> so clearly this is... Prodigy. This is, this is suggesting that Chan is a bit on the younger side, but turns out that's actually Boldy's son. So I, I just think that's really funny. Oh, shit. Yeah, um... Shout out to Boldy <laughs> James, bro. <laughs> um... You guys just got a brief history of the past few months for Boldy James, so I'm actually going to switch it up entirely. My number seven is King's Disease 3 by Nas. Um, that is not from this year. This year. That is from last year. <laughs> is it? It was on my list last year. It was was it? it? Yeah, I think it was on mine as well. Uh, for real? We're putting it on this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kai. Some things are timeless, just like the box. The, the box. box. Yeah. It's not King's Disease 3, bro. If we're talking timeless, I mean, there's some good beats on there. Like, um, <laughs> um, keep rolling. I like it. <laughs> um, uh, legit ghetto reporter. Yep. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> there's a lot more good songs on there. Um, I don't remember any of them, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, to actually talk a little bit about that record, uh, you talked about it last year. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what I Go think, listen to the most recent episode. Yeah, this, this is Kai's story. What I think Kai it. meant to say is that there, there, that it was really good. It, it was really good. And he's actually showing it to me right now. This is fake news. I'm looking at it right now. I pulled up Spotify right now. It says uh, King's Disease 3, Nas, album, and then the little dot, and then 2023. Um, actually came out in April 2023. All right, this is a actual full-blown investigation. <laughs> like, he like pre-ordered the album or something. Like he had a <laughs> he got the intuition lead. about it, <laughs> he and he re- he pre-listened to it. After further investigation, it can be determined that King's Disease Three was released November 11th of 2022. <laughs> I was scared for a second. I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, this <laughs> Indeed it was on our roundup last year. Nas did release two records this year, both with Hitboy. So you could listen to those if you want to, but I wouldn't if I were you because they're not very good. They're not K-3 so for if sure. If you want to well, listen to a good one, stick to the one from last year instead. 
No, it's from this year. There's two. King, there's, <laughs> I just looked at it. There's two King's Disease three. Um, yeah, he's. Like, he's <laughs> there's oh, actually two of them now. One mic, one gun might like change the release date. Um, let me, know. let me, let me look at the yeah, he's difference. Talking, he's talking Fuck. about the. He's talking about the. Yeah. Actually, is there even a difference? Hold on. <laughs> they just changed it's the order. Good to be back here at Friday. They just changed therapy, the order, folks, and then we released it. <laughs> New information has, has come into into the light here. It looks like there was a vinyl reissue of King's Disease 3 that actually did occur in, in this year, 2023. In the, this year of our Lord. <laughs> there are no differences between the two records, but for some reason we're dropping it on streaming again because we're putting it on wax. So I think I like Kai's choice here. It's it's a good good fit. If Baby Keem can redrop the same album 16 times, so can Nas. It's but, true. Yeah, it's a good album. If they didn't have the trap beats on here, like anything not produced by Hitboy, it'd be a great album. But that's the entire album. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Nas, has, Nas has enjoyed a, a bit of a, a third win, the renaissance in his career in the last five or so years. And he has released a number of albums at a pretty pretty good good rate. Like not not boldly in a normal year level, but you know, neck brace boldly level. We're getting around two a year. Two Nas projects a year. And for someone who dropped once every three years prior to that, you know, that that's a pretty marked improvement, especially in your fifties. And the common thread between all of these projects King's Disease 1, 2, 3, and Magic 1, 2, and 3 is every beat was done entirely by Hit Boy. <laughs> so this is about a third of Nas's catalog here that, that, that's popped up onto the, onto the streaming platforms here <laughs> since about 2017, and every single beat has been done by none other than Hit Boy. HB. Yeah, Heiko Barons. Thank yeah, I've been you for tripping, making bro. that, making the beats. Uh, I assume it's my turn. Yeah, now. Well, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass uh, it back to you. At my seventh spot, I have a an album that you know, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have told you that it would be at my number one spot. Uh, but unfortunately, that was before I had listened to the album, <laughs> and this album, <laughs> and. This album is Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia uh, at my number seven spot. <laughs> Logan, you look confused. No, I'm, I just I didn't think it'd be on the list. Well, I didn't think it was going to make your list either, so let's hear the analysis. Okay, uh, you know, I the thing that I really like about JPEG Mafia is that each of his albums have a, it's, has its own feel. Uh, veteran has a distinct feel from... All My Heroes Are Cornballs, which is a distinct feel from LP. But I feel like Scaring the Hose does not have a completely distinct feel from LP or Veteran. I feel like it's sort of a blend of the two in terms of just, like, my vibe of it. Anyway, uh, that's my first reason why it's so low on my list. Here are some reasons why it's high on my list. It has good musics. <laughs> I like so I love I loved Garbage Pail Kids. I loved God. What the hell is that track called? God, God loves you. God loves you. Yeah. yeah, that's a great track. 
I loved Steppa Pig. I loved most of the record. Uh, there was just a few tracks that I was not too fond of. Uh, on release, I was not too fond of Kingdom Hearts Key. Uh, but I, I've grown to tolerate it. And uh, I still am very low on Heaven on Earth. And most other tracks are tolerable. No, just kidding. They're good. Uh, those are the only two songs that I'm not too, too keen on. Kai, it looks like you have some complaints to give here. Yeah, it, is it time for rebuttals? Or are well, we gonna I this? mean, it's, I assume it's okay. going to be on everyone else's list, right? So we'll just get to it there. Well, I guess something that I think is an interesting discussion to be had is when you were saying it was in between LP and Veteran. I guess what what Veteran textures are you seeing showing up on I'm Scaring thinking, the Host? I'm thinking I'm not about really... the more, Veteran has like these spiky textures that, right. that are very uh, present on Scaring the Hose. In in what regard? Uh, specifically, the ones like uh, I feel like they're borrowed more on "Garbage Pail Kids," "God Loves You," uh, that sort of area. Oh, <laughs> and Harry's decided to start throwing yeah. things. <laughs> that is such a bad. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I loved Heaven on Earth. It's like my favorite song on release. I'm not even okay, gonna lie. okay. <laughs> I don't know why you call it a bad song. It's bad as hell. Yeah, Jan's looking like, what did I bring you here for? <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. Um, listen, I, I didn't bring you here to disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, um, there is a distinct feel to uh, Skater on the Hose, kind of, because I'd say Veteran <laughs> is like, bro, what? <laughs> veteran is like the Jesus. Oh, the JPEG mob. Yeah, yeah. Give the mic back. Discography. Give the, mic back. <laughs> give the damn mic back. Nah, keep cooking, Kai. Keep cooking. <laughs> um, scaring the hose, I'd say, is like my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and then LP's uh, um, which one is it? Life of Pablo? Um, because they literally got LP. <laughs> they both got LP there. And um, so true. All my heroes are crumb balls, is 808s and heartbreak, and uh, that's my analysis in Kanye terms. And I will never look at music the same after that. Yeah. Real real ones have had their mind blown right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't really know how to follow that, but <laughs> You just like, wanna move on to number six. Yeah, no, I, 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 was like, be, I, I actually think there is an interesting discussion to be had about the, the whole texture thing because I feel like on, on veteran it was kinda of defined by, you know, these, you know, really in your face loud, distorted sounds, whereas in Scared in the hose, it's more of like these these chopped up. Oh, samples. I have one more fucking complaint about scaring the hose. The name is not real. This album did not scare the hose. This I, is true. I showed this to my girlfriend and Logan. You showed it to your girlfriend, and neither of them were afraid of it. In so, fact, we're, we're gonna have a feature here from Mary in which this album I think is gonna be in the top five somewhere. So, uh. Yeah, false advertising. Just yeah, like false advertising. As that dropped at at least one position on my yeah. list. Just like Peggy was going to drop three albums this year, by the way. Yeah, that dropped him another spot, being a disappointment. All right, number but six. I, I go. feel like the the like the the texture that you were talking about is just achieved in, in different ways because. Yeah, they're achieved in different the, ways, but they're still similar in terms of texture, in terms of just pure vibe. Like, the goal of Scaring the Hose was to make an album that was offensive in a similar manner to how Veteran was offensive. And, and not in the sense of, like, actual, like, 
bad words or like anything like that, but offensive in terms of like actual sonic texture. Well, in Veteran, we also have the whole motif of trying to offend basically anyone who isn't a communist. Well, mission not accomplished. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think that this is just one of those things that we aren't going to be able to come on come to a consensus consensus about. It's an opinion versus an opinion. I just think it's a th- we we could unpack this more. Like, there, we can, we can, we can unpack this more toward, towards the end of the show. How about it? One person's opinion is right. I'm not going to say who though. Number six. Okay, amicable as always, John. You uh. Yeah, you have been missed. Um, my number six, um, it's this album, 3D Country by Geese, who, I don't know, kind of, I mean, alternative, I guess, would be the easiest label to slap on them, but they, they definitely have a cool, like, unique sound, like, I don't know, psych rock, I guess it says on the Apple Music, too, but there's, like, some blues, jazz, maybe even country elements um, to it, so... Yeah, the first track on the album, 2122, um, was a really good intro. The title track, 3D Country, is probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs um, of the year. Just kind of like a sweeping narrative in the song that I feel like the music goes really well with. Um, see, I See Myself is fun. But anyways, yeah, another newer act I discovered this year um, who I've become a really big fan of. Uh, looking forward to their future. Welcome, welcome to the pod, Mary. Uh, you can't be heard on anyone's mic right now, well, except maybe mine, because I'm on my phone. Okay. Uh, but feel free to hop in, join the discussion whenever you'd like. Uh, it's good to have you here. If I were you, I would join the discussion right after Kai talks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be me, then Kai, and then... And then anyone, and yeah, then, then a you, bunch of yelling at Kai, yeah. and then it's me. <laughs> but for my number six spot, we have an abstract East Coast hip-hop record, 24 tracks, 50 minutes in length, Mike's Burning Desire, uh, drawing a lot of parallels to, you know, that navy blue Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs style of of production uh where it's really just giving you these little motifs 90 seconds two minutes uh heavily sampled the vocals aren't mixed too high but i just really love a lot of what mike is cooking up here behind the boards Uh, actually my least favorite track on the entire record is the one that most people would rate the most highly which is please don't cut my wings with earl it's a bit long, and really having Earl and Mike on the same track is kind of redundant. Too much. It's like having Billy Woods and Billy Woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, but overall, I had heard a lot of Mike stuff before, and not of it had really clicked with me. A lot of it had been pretty acclaimed, but this this project I, I really loved. So, shout out to Big Mike. Yeah, I had the exact same album at the exact same place. Um, I'm not going to say anything on it because I know everyone will ridicule me because I listened to it this morning and I don't know any of the names of the songs. It's okay. It's okay because I actually – you had more time than just the car to listen to this. So you actually had time to, you know, like formulate an opinion. I also fell asleep listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a headache. 
and I figured I, I'd have I'm to get some albums in before uh, before the podcast. Amen. All right, amen. Uh, I got nothing else to say, though. I'm going to give it yeah, to no Mary. Yeah, no comment, no comment. Hello. <laughs> You'll have to excuse me. Um, We're at number six. Do you have a six? Oh, so we each go around and, like... Yeah. yeah. Well, what about my other five before this? You had 11? Yeah, rapid fire up until six. Okay, 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 okay. Number one says a SOS. No, 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 no. 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 Other way, other way, other oh way. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. I'm, I only we'll have nine We'll cut that in post-production. Total. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. I have nine total. Okay. Um, And the ninth one doesn't really count because it is not a 2023 release. God, the Kai influence is crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just going to give number nine because I discovered it in December of 2022. No matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I'm the only one who's been right. right. <laughs> so, my number nine is Law of All for Nothing. And my... Favorite song on that album is All for Nothing. Um, number eight is Danny Brown. Caranta? Car- Caranta, yeah. We got there. I couldn't tell you the name of one song on that album. There's but- one called Caranta. Oh, there you go. Um, but it gets played a lot around me, and I've enjoyed every second of it. So, And then, uh, excuse me. Seven is TK Mizda 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 TK Mazda, um, and it is her Sweet Justice album. I like Walking on Air and Ghost the best. Um, TK Mazda is very popular with the the ladies. I I feel she's a boss, babe. Um, you just got your finger on the pulse, y'all. Yeah, no, I, you're, she's you boss, and Anna baby. Both like her. Yeah. It's she's so fabulous. Um, I think yeah. I think walking on air is giving Tame and Paula meets Five Nights at Freddy's, but in like a really good way. Kai's getting cooked right now on the analysis. No, Kai. <laughs> he's, Kai's had nothing but good takes. I want him instead of Fantano. Listen. Oh God. On God. After Fantano gave Sexy that eight, bro, I don't know what to say. Man, when Kai dropped that, that bald picture, that looked more like Fantano than Heiko. So, yeah, I mean, very true. I continue. Sorry, I no, interrupted. No, that's okay. Um, I enjoy all the commentary. It's, I've been sitting at a desk all day, so. So have I. Human interaction is, like, really hard right now, but sure. I like it. Um, Troy Savon, number six, something to give each other. Just a good album in general. Rush is so groovy. Um, obviously, one of your girls, I think, was the star of the album and also had me very sexually confused by the music video. Um, I think that speaks for itself. So, Was that your six or your seven? Yeah, that was six. six. That was six, so okay. Rocks yeah. back to you, Jan. All right, back <laughs> to me. I have a very lovely, majestic album from McKinley Dixon, Beloved Paradise Jazz. And this song starts off with a wonderful uh, passage from Toni Morrison, uh, which really grips you into the record. Uh, uh, Anyway, 
I personally really well, enjoyed shotgunning my- a water bottle right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's just got to be documented. <laughs> yeah, let the record show. No, that. you're spitting right now, but. <laughs> you definitely did not forget it had a leak. <laughs> you, you've been sucking that water bottle's dick for the entire episode. In the car, I didn't notice. It's all in your tumble now. That's okay. You, you can put it in the sink. That's okay. You fucker. Okay. Uh, keep going, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I really enjoyed the timbre of the person's voice on the opening track. Uh, it's not McKinley Dixon, but I still enjoyed that, and it, it paints a, a good scene of the album to come, which is a very political, um, yet eloquent album, I would say. Uh, and I just really like the range of sounds that Dixon explores on this record. Uh, I am personally partial to Mezzanine Trippin' and Tyler Forever as some of my go-to tracks on that. I do also enjoy the the title track on that record. Uh, but yeah, that is it for my six. Beloved Paradise Jazz, McKinley Dixon. Which one's the key jangling beat? Uh, all right, mezzanine. just making sure. Mezzanine tipping, mezzanine tripping. Doesn't it's matter It's all to the me. same. It's all the same. That, uh, yeah, that's a good pick. I guess we didn't do honorable mentions, but that probably make mine. We can do honorable mentions after the two. Yeah. Um, okay, number five, some lore here as... At spring, at our spring break this year, I was much maligned for my pronunciation of this group's name. Um, so, <laughs> uh, number five, I have Cicada's uh, record, uh, "Seeking the Sources of Streams." Uh, Wait, oh, sorry, how else did you pronounce that? Cicada, 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 or something. I don't even remember. It was something like that. Cicada, I think. I don't even remember. Damn I remember shit. every. I was like, "Yo, you heard that Cicada album too?" And everyone started cracking up. We were in the driveway, like about to leave. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, you also heard this?" I was like so excited too. And yeah. Then, uh, spoiler. Kind of got crushed. But, <laughs> anyways, um, yes, chamber music, right? That's what you would call yeah. this. What are modern classical? Uh, shout out to them too. There. Chamber classical. Taiwanese, um, where I spent. Uh, a country where I spent a fourth of this year. I have a lot of love for the Republic of China. Um, uh, but yeah, I also have a lot of love for this album. Just like incredibly relaxing, you know, just like puts you in such a uh, zen mood, I guess you could say. Just, yeah, goes down super easy. Always a joy to listen to. Um, it's I didn't really know music like this was still being made in the modern day, to be mm-hmm. honest. So it's super cool to, to discover this. So yeah, shout outs Taiwan, shout outs rate your music. Ups. Ups. Big ups. So coming in at the at the number five spot for me, we have Danny Brown's Coranta. Pretty pretty watertight track listing here. Short runtime, under forty minutes, gets you in and out. Mostly just some good beats, some some low vocal range being displayed by 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 the brown by the brownster and definitely switching it up in terms of vocal styles and just kind of reflecting on the wild ride he's been on and just a state of the union from Danny good good to hear from him though I, I will say the thank you Daniel 
the the one track where he did bring out the Danny voice. It's like Red Sword, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but Dark Sword Angel. Yeah, no, that that beat is insane. And only complaint about this project is I'd say the closer track, Bass Jam, is just a little sleepy. I think there's some humming, and then like a snap, and then that's that's really about it as far as the instrumental goes. And then Danny's kind of you know, falling behind the snaps, not really keeping up with what little musical framework there is, but everything up until that point really, really did enjoy quite a bit. So, uh, it's not gonna, gonna set the world on fire, but I thought it was a great project. Um, for my number five, I have live at Bush Hall by Black Country New Road. Um, I only have two complaints, and one of them I can't really complain about. First complaint is the mixing. The mixing is dog shit, but I can't really complain. It's a live show. Um, my second complaint is they talk too much, bro. I don't give a shit about your your live performance <laughs> talking, bro. Jesus Christ. Like, Dude, just my, get on with the fucking music, bro. My main complaint with that record is that they're all British. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could say that, but, like, they make good music, so it's like they get a pass, I guess. Fair enough. But they, they need to, to quiet down a little bit. And just just play the just play the yeah. songs and get shut get up and dribble says Kai. Yeah, <laughs> shut up and strum. Amen. Amen. So true. All right. That's uh, five for five. For me, at number five, uh, I feel like after this point or at this point on the list, we've moved up a tier to a I, I guess my like sort of A plus tier. Uh, at number five, I have a very welcome surprise this year from Lil Yachty with Let's Start Here. Uh, this record is absolutely marvelous. Uh, just a complete out-of-left-field project from Lil Yachty. I never in a million years expected him to drop a project such as this. Uh, I know that Kai has some some complaints. Fuck auto-tune. Man, you're going Kai, in the laundry room right lawn now. Lawn. <laughs> Other one, young man. Further, further <laughs> down. Keep going, boy. Keep going. Pass the bedrooms. To the right, all the way on the right. Um, <laughs> you see those two sinks? There, there might be something else, like a toilet living nearby. Oh, not the laundry it's room. It's like a signal. Anyway, uh, I just really enjoyed the the direction that Lil Yachty took on this this record, and I really hope that he continues that direction. And I feel like there's going to be more to say from other people coming here soon. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. Let's start here, little Yachty. And Mary, do you have your number five? Yes. Surprise, surprise. My number five was Scaring the Hose, JPEG Mafia. See, um, I, I told you this, the hose were not scared. They were not scared. I was not scared. <laughs> well, at first I was terrified. Um, I first heard this album on spring break. I, rec- I was there. And... Logan would not stop playing Scaring the Hose. And uh, a lot of thoughts came into my mind, and I was like, um, all right. He showed me the music video. I was like, this, is, this isn't going to stop, is it? It didn't stop. Um, however, I did start to grow very fond of the music um, and just kind of all the moving parts in 
Peggy's music, Danny Brown took me so fucking long to get used to. Like, luckily, by the time we went to the concert, by the time we went to the concert, I was like, all right, yeah, I get, I get it. But up until then, it was like, I wanted to rip my ears out with Danny Brown. But he ended up on my, he was like number four on my top five for Spotify. And I actually really liked that song. Not the song, the album. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids is probably my favorite. Preach. Great take. All right, four. Take All right, it away. four. Well, keeping it on the love train for Danny Brown, I am also featuring Corrancha uh, uh, in my in my number four spot. I mean, I think Logan hit a lot of the the big points with his astute analysis. Um, I'll just add, uh, I liked uh, YBP of Bruiser. Bruiser Wolf, Wolf sounded real good on fuck? that. Yeah, I, I will echo that. That was awesome. Um, and then let's see, celibate, um, big Mike, fun one, yeah, that guy Mike. Um, but anyways, yeah, sort of just like the way Danny can get personal and his in these rap songs um, is very you know touching, inspiring, um, and it's yeah, it it is great to see where he's at um, right now. Um, on to on to bigger and better better things next year. Kai's taking fucking ketamine. Just yeah, kidding. Uh, <laughs> A bit of a subdued release from from Danny, but I know one of his his previous works was getting a lot of spin from you as as of late. But yeah, definitely for, a departure for undisclosed. A, a much guys. different, a much different vibe. So yeah. for me, number four, I have McKinley Dixon with Beloved Paradise that Jazz. Uh, compared to the Danny record, I just ever since this guy came out in 2021, I think his his debut album. Drop. I thought it was 2018. What? Dixon with uh to, all, to my mom and everyone. Yeah, that was 2021, like right? I'm gonna fact check this. <laughs> Second one of the night. I think it was 21. I guess we'll we'll find out. Logan's the one for one on his challenges tonight. Let's see if he can survive this one. But uh, ever since he came out, I've just been. Struck. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, and he has two for two, <laughs> folks. Don't gout the god. <laughs> So uh, that autism just yeah. <laughs> undefeated. You see a date, it's it's still there. All the t- the calendar is, is quite constant. But uh, yeah, ever, ever since McKinley Dixon came out, I've just always been kind of awestruck at how big of a sound he seems to have in terms of like whatever sort of jazz live instrumentation type thing is going on there. We don't really know because the we don't really have any producer credits or any sort of like instrumental credits to speak of. And the fact that Dixon, I think had like 15,000 monthly listeners on Spotify before this record dropped. Now that he's quite a bit higher, still only around 60,000, but just how he's able to craft this lush soundscape at this, I assume minuscule budget is just very impressive. And his flows are on point. And a lot of good social commentary, as Jan previously mentioned. I uh, just love this record. It wasn't too long. I think around 30 minutes or so. But it really does a good job of kind of dropping you in the world that Dixon crafts, especially with the kind of weaving in that, that poem throughout. And then, yeah, just a lot of excellent jazz rap and killer verses and amazing instrumentals. So highly recommend it. You think he can, Drake? He think he can. <laughs> yeah, very poignant. Got some max tier glazing over here. Um, <laughs> my number four is 
Harry's number 10, uh, The Patience by Mick Jenkins. It got some bangers on there. I like how the, like most of the beats are actually just bass, and then they, they put in the, the other instruments later because they forgot them. <laughs> um, I think 007 is the best song off that one, in my opinion. But I got nothing else to say on this one as well. Yeah, it's a pretty solid record. I know I'm going to get some guff for this one. Some guff. My number four is Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. That was just off my top 20. So. I When I tell you I listen to this song, this song, why do I keep saying that? This album over and over and over and over again. It was, it's so good. Like, I think she pulled off the Avril Lavigne angsty, angry thing so well. And even just like seeing how she performs all the stuff live. My brother's calling me. I'm going to call him back later. Um, yeah, I just think she nailed it. And Shout out Mary's brother. Yeah, shout out Jack. Um, get Him Back was so good. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the, Oh, and then... Oh, my God. Why am I blanking? Hello? Hello? That's okay. The tap water here is really good. Oh, logical. That one just always hits. And making the bed and all American bitch. Yeah, that's my number four. She slayed. All right, Jan, close this out with number four. Number four for me was a very interesting record uh, that I really quite enjoyed. It's a record called Soft Scars by Yule, Yoila, something like that. Uh, they're a British non-binary artist that sort of combines elements from uh, shoegaze and pop, and they have a very nice voice and uh they have some really catchy i guess choruses would be the technical term not a hook uh very very catchy choruses just very lovely song construction and all the the tracks flow into each other and it just tells a story about a uh internet romance and i think that it's just a it's a very lovely uh, sonic texture, I guess, is the way that I'd put it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On to the final three here. All three of mine have already been uh, said, but at number three, um, I also have Black Country New Roads live from Bush Hall. Um, they've definitely, um, since Answer Up Here went number one on last year's rate your music that's kind of how i discovered them but they've definitely become one of my favorite uh acts out there in general um i love all three of their projects they put out um isaac is definitely missed on this one um i think he's super talented and hope he can come back but uh regardless they still soldier on well here um up song as the intro uh is a lot of fun um across the pond friend 
I really love and the up song reprise, but I mean this one I feel like I can listen to the whole way through without much problem. It's a wide range, you know, some some more upbeat songs, some some slower, sadder ones. Um it really just shows off the band's range. Um and yeah, uh, it's really unique jazzy rock they're doing that I really love. So more British people in my top three. We have the queen of new disco, Jessie Ware. She's back with a new record. That feels good. And it did feel good. And it did feel quite good. I mean, this thing's just a blast to listen to, start to finish. The first seven or eight tracks are basically perfect in my view. Free yourself, if not for a certain generational record that we'll get to later, would have been my song of the year. But yeah. I just love this record. It's really good. It's really catchy. The production's really good, and it just makes you happy. So I like that. <laughs> so true, Dustin. Oh shit! It's so my number three. Um, mine is Beloved Paradise Jazz. I forgot the guy who made it. Um, <laughs> McKinley Dixon. McKinley Dixon. Oh, we've been talked about twice in this episode already. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Um, I didn't listen to the lyrics. I didn't think they were that important. Uh, they're very, very That's bold coming from you, Jan. I know. It's one of the few Mr. Albums, I Can't Hear Lyrics. One of the few albums this year that I actually listened to the lyrics on. Like, it opens with spoken word poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I skipped that shit. Yeah, he skipped hey, Auto-skip, honestly, bro. If, they, if, they, if they're talking for more than 30 seconds, the only song that I won't skip that has talking in it is Last Call. That's because Last Call's oh. beat is so good. So true. One of the best Kanye tracks. That is. It's mm. the mayonnaise colored Benz I pushed Miracle Whips, bro. Woo! Insane bar. I mean, a chokehold in high go, school, boy. Go back. <laughs> so, for that reason, I'm giving my number two spot to the college dropout. No. No. Fart. Um. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, what was the name of the album that I gave number two? Beloved Paradise Jazz. <laughs> Thank you, Kai. Uh, Yo. Uh, Mary, would you I like to share your number three? I'm going to follow that up. <laughs> Um, this is really cute because Jesse wears that feels good was my number three as well. Um, I just think it's so groovy and fun, and it's just like kind of a a a, a better version of Dua Lipa, in my opinion. I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. I just think like. Dua Lipa kind of comes in with some of the same sounds, but Jesse's Jesse Ware's voice is a lot more mature and just kind of like has a lot more soul. And I think her music um, it can be a lot more suggestive, but in like a a very fun and playful way. Um, and I I just really enjoy it. And I think um, her be- her like her vocal sounded best on Begin Again because I keep listening to that and I think that's one I think that's my favorite song on the album well it's about to get a whole lot cuter in here because my number three was that feels good (laughs) by Jesse Ware I just think it's a it's a real real three kind of kind of sound uh (laughs) Jesse Ware one of the the premier artists of our current lifetime I feel uh just producing and making amazing records. Uh, 
I loved the sort of like playful eroticism of the lyrics. Like a little, it's like a little tickle. Uh, <laughs> I loved the sound and you know, we were talking about this record earlier when Kai brought it up, but this is not a record that you can just sit and listen to. It's a record that you stand and dance to. And I think she said it best herself when she said, these lips are wanted in a hundred countries, maybe more. And I'll say it definitely leans on the more side of that Zam. equation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to have to interrupt the flow a bit more here because I am going to have to run here in a second. So I'm just going to fire my two and one simultaneously. Uh, <laughs> my two, uh, both have already been said and both, at least my number one is definitely going to be said again. But number two is Yachty's. Uh, let's start here again. Just like. As Yom was saying, an absolute stunner for me the first time I heard this, that Lil Yachty of Cold Like Minnesota fame was making a prog rock album. And not only was he making a prog rock album, he made a damn good prog rock album too. Just Music's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, that just that got so much spin for me. Never got old. Um, sounds so good. Like It's just such a good fit for like what he does with his voice too. It's just like... I'm glad this idea came to him. Um, and then, yeah, number one uh, is, of course, uh, Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Um, this is probably the most spins I've given a rap album since maybe To Bimp a Butterfly or Life of Pablo came out. Like, this thing was just almost every day, at least some songs were getting play. Logan, Mary, and I had the pleasure of uh, seeing the album live in the best city in the union, Atlanta, this summer. Um, so that uh, that adds to the to the appeal, but yeah, honestly, I think uh, Logan will handle the analysis on this. I trust him. Whatever he says about this album is right. Um, so so that's oh, where uh, I'll leave. But I, I, I all think you, you should people, you should also uh, leave leave room wrong. for one Kenny Mason stand appearance. <laughs> anyway, what, I, I, I just want to hear your honorable mentions, Harry. Uh, yeah, so I was just the McKinley Dixon and then uh, Utopia by Travis Scott. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't good enough to make the list. Fiend, one of the most fun tracks that's come out in years. Uh, my Eyes, I think, is also really awesome, but I think definitely my least favorite Travis Scott project, and I really liked his first three. Um, but it's still, it's still decent enough to, you know, get, just get that little mention. Anyways. Uh, Gotta go to Brick. It is... <laughs> It is great to be back Friday Therapy. We we will be back more next year. I promise you that. Oh, Look into my eyes. Promise. I promise prom you that. Read my lips. Um, <laughs> great to be back. Yeah, y'all y'all take care. Fleeting appearance Can you from give Smudge. Your mic but to, to, yeah, give it to yeah. Kai. So he we need have Kai to, to be able to from to offer some some opinions yeah, all the time. Covert covert nineteen. But continuing the cuteness. At number two, I also have the Yachty record. Aww. Yeah. Love you too. But when I first initially made my list, I had this, I think, at seven or eight, somewhere in there. But I just kept raising it because, like, sure, Yachty's singing voice is not great, but the music's just so fun. And... Apart from Paint the Sky, I think damn near every single track on this record hits in considering it's a complete left field switch up into the world of psych rock. 
Logan, you sound like uh, J. Cole right now. Oh, thanks. About to fall asleep. Well, we're right. Yeah, wet dreams. But, uh, yeah, just just love it. It's really good. Swag. Uh, he has a mic. Oh, uh, the worst part about the little Yachty album is the little Yachty, unfortunately. And the best part is that it's really good. So That's what you said in the car, buddy. All right, it doesn't matter. And it's true. My number two is Scare and Hose. I changed the order at the last minute. Um, oh, we got the buzzer. Um, it's a good album. Um, I don't know why Jan said Heaven on Earth is Bad. It's a good song. Um, I really like Garbage Pail Kids. My one issue is they need to make the bass louder, man. I can't bump this shit in the car, bro. It's too quiet. Yeah, because you, you have shit-ass speakers. Yeah, my, my speakers are garbage, but, like, like I have my bass, my bass maxed out on my car and in Spotify. It's still not hard enough. You should have gone to the concert, Kai. <laughs> That's all on you. I don't even know. What, why didn't I go? That you were offered to go. Yeah, you were, you were, on, you were on probation from <laughs> crashing your vehicle. Oh, yeah, that's right. I couldn't pay for it. Um, <laughs> that's really unfortunate, actually. Um, Scare on the Hose. Synopsis. Synopsis? I'm not going to give a synopsis about this. Yeah, I don't like the name either. You can't really tell people, like, oh, yeah, my favorite album this year. It's Scaring the Hose. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, that sounds corny as hell. I know. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a meme, right? Oh, yeah, it was, like, supposed to be, but yeah. still, it's, like... Pretty tongue-in-cheek. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, my tongue is in my cheek right now. I like the album a lot, but the reason it's not number one is because after a lot of listens, some of the songs really just got boring for me. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Fentanyl Tester, the first, the first, like, 20 listens were really good, and then I started getting sick of it so quickly. Okay, yeah, just like... Just, just like real yeah, fentanyl. Yeah, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> once, once. <laughs> I didn't like God Loves You that much. I have like the complete opposite view that Jan did. Um, Kingdom Hearts Key was mid. Okay, I agree <laughs> with that. I don't know why I'm acting shocked. <laughs> Scaring the Hose, like the title track, is really good. Garbage Field Kids, mm, that's about it. Those are the two best ones. Sweet. Uh, my number two is a album that I honestly did not expect to like as much as I did, but it was underscores with wall socket. And I see I see the face Logan's making like he's about to like he's about to crack up. Uh, but I really enjoyed this this record. It's just so fun from start to finish and just so fresh. Like you don't really see this kind of sound in hyperpop very often. Uh, I just I enjoyed every second of it, from the gripping cops and robbers, just a very fun track to start with, to the uh, the very poignant good luck final girl at the end. Slay. My number two, this is so cute again, was, let's start here, Lil Yachty. Um, again, I first heard this over spring break, and Logan and I were out in the hot tub in Gatlinburg, until 4.30 in the morning. I think we entered and the hot tub at like... actually had sleep awake ability. Yeah. Um, I believe we entered the hot tub at 10 p.m., so... Yeah, you got cancer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever happens there. But yeah, it was like pouring down rain, and we were just 
drinking sangria, like entire jugs of sangria and listening to this album on repeat. And I'm surprised you guys didn't get Matthew Perry. That's so true. That's so sad. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Rip in peace. Um, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's just a really, like, going from broccoli to that shit is, like, the biggest dub. It's so good. And just vibey. And you can listen to it as we did for hours. So. Broccoli. So, number one, we, the one and only. We, are, we one. are at the top spot. Actually, any honorable mentions before your number one? Um, I I will give Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel's maps an honorable mention because uh, I thought some. about putting it at number ten, and I know that there were definitely like five other records I've had thought about putting in HMs, but. My brain is my brain is fried, and I don't remember what they are. So if I think of them later, maybe I'll say some of them. But yeah, that's my HMs. Top spot for me is scaring the hose. There were four songs from this album that I listened to on average more than once per day for the entirety of this year. So, I think I listened to about the same amount of music this year as a normal year, but I probably listened to, quantity-wise, about 10% of what I normally would have, because the other 90% was just encompassed by this album, and yeah, I have hundreds of full playthroughs of this thing have not been able to put this thing down it really really is really is the fentanyl it's just like real fentanyl yeah (laughs) it's just like real fentanyl some of the the most unique and varied production to have ever come out from an sp404 so we we can debate about the qualities of, of certain textures but that's something for after the pod. That that is that is where we're left for now. All right, Kai, number one. I gotta turn the mic back on. I didn't like the like it was like bumping around and shit. Whoa. Yeah, maybe a little too loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, number one. I don't know if everyone would consider this an album, but I'm having the Oppenheimer soundtrack. In my opinion, this is one of the most um, sonically brilliant. Uh, Soundtracks of all time. Ludwig, I can't pronounce the last name. It, it doesn't matter. Did an amazing job. Uh, can you hear the music? That's an amazing track. There's like 11 tempo changes. Uh, I actually listened to this one like just on my free time, like without like. It's motivational too. You ever you never need to get something done. You listen to Can You Hear the Music, and then you're like become a it's physicist. Done. It's yeah, not, it's exactly. Done. Uh, my honorable mentions though. Uh, Fortnite Anthem, Emo Rock Edition, Danny P. I don't think that came out this year, but it exists, and I think it needs to be mentioned. The world needs to know. Yeah, the college dropout. I'm going to get King's Disease 3, but the the, the one that came out in 2022. Honorable mention. 
an actual honorable mention um, is all the albums that I listened to, <laughs> like halfway. I'm going to read them off real quick. In the car? Yeah. Uh, La High by Sampha. The Colored Gray by Jev. Sartificial Intelligence by Sarface. And I can't say that shit. <laughs> Parahestetes. Hestetes. Someone by John Zorn. Crazy name. Um, yeah. I think that's all. I think that's all. All right. Uh, my honorable mentions for this year were, I mean, there were two tracks, basically, that I really thought about putting the, in the top ten, and they were sort of on the t- same tier as the lower uh, song, or albums on this list. And those two albums were one thousand or 10,000 Gex uh, by 100 Gex and uh, Zach Bryan self-titled. I really enjoyed those two records. They're very different from each other, but I loved them. Um, and my number one, uh, Harry brought this record up earlier, it is the Seeking the Sources of Streams by Cicada. It's just one of those albums that I don't even know how to describe it. It just sort of changes the way that you think about things. And if you consume this album in the way that it was meant to be consumed or listened to, which is out in nature, it really puts things into perspective that it's not really about the destination, it's about the journey. All right, buddy. Take us away. My honorable mention is Volcano by Jungle. It's just a very groovy album. And Back on 75 is probably the best track on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just groovy. There's not not a lot else to say about it. It's just a good listen. Um, but... No surprise, my number one is uh, S.O.S. by SZA. She just bodied that album. It's so good. And I think she played into like a lot of different characteristics of herself or acknowledged a lot of different parts of herself. Um, had a lot of girl boss moments, which was really cool, but also played into like her inner child a little bit. And... I think Low was my number one song of the year. I could not stop listening to that. And um, I think Low and then Nobody Gets Me were my favorites. Word. I think Logan is literally about to pass away here in yeah. front of our very eyes. I think that we have no choice but to give Kai just some open mic time and just see what he says. So oh boy, it. do I have things to say. Okay, let's, let's um, hear it. I want to I wanna start off by looking to the future. Okay? It's official, guys. We're writing a diss track on Paris Hollywood. He needs to come out of hiding and release his album. We've been waiting too long. The fans want this album. Logan, do you want the album? I personally could live without it. You commented on his post saying, where's the album? Did I? Multiple. Oh, okay. Then I guess I want it. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be great. Um, I want to talk about the worst albums of the year real quick, too. I thought you already talked about them in the back half of your top ten. <laughs> no, they weren't bad. They just weren't, like, amazing. But how would you know if you never even listened to them? Uh, I listened to them, just like half of them. <laughs> yeah, the- 
the back half of his top ten were just albums <laughs> that he heard about. <laughs> okay, one of them I actually did listen to, like all the way through. I think it was uh, whatever the one by Mike was. Burning Desire. Burning Desire. Yeah, and King's Disease but 3. But you listen to in your sleep. Okay, yeah. All right, it doesn't matter. They were sleepy songs for me. Okay. I was also really tired. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Can we talk about best singles? Uh, we're talk- we're, I, I think we're going to talk about worst albums, actually. And I think the worst album of the year award goes to the one that's coming out. Uh, Vultures <laughs> by Kanye West. Here tomorrow uh, by Kanye West. I think he's already made a name for himself as one of the premier artists in making bad music in, in the past few years. Uh, I would also like to say uh, shout out to Lil Yachty for having good sound. I, I have that written down. I was here. not going to hear this. I would like to bring forth an honorable mention. This is actually four years running. This is made the, the list of some capacity. It is Roddy Rich's The Box. <laughs> one of the one of the, the flagship premier albums of 2023. Yeah, I just barely missed out on my top two. Yeah, just, just like in 2020, 2021, and 2022 before it. So shout out 2019, the before it was released. Generational. Exactly. The only album, that one album of the year before it was even released. Is that an album? It is now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's all we got for the pod today. Uh, so in conclusion, listen to the wheels on the bus go round and round. This has been Logan and Jan with Harry... Kai and Mary, Friday Therapy Podcast, signing off. Peace.